Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. This is the football feast at Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield. Brought to us by Miller Lite. This is the new home of the Bears. ESPN Chicago. That's right, out and about on this Friday, football feast on Route 59 in Plainfield. It's Come a little bit, it's a, it's a little bit hectic out here. They've gotten off to a great start this morning. It is or now this afternoon. Yeah, yeah it is getting ready to rock. Man. Getting ready to rock and roll. The Miller Light is ice cold. We got Bears tickets to give away. Wings are hot and spicy, so come on down, see us, hang out for a little bit, and try to score some Bears tickets, and get ready for Week 15 in the NFL, which kicked off last night with a debacle of a game for uh, the just a Chargers. And, uh, by, I mean, by halftime, you really lost interest, didn't you? With eight in, minutes in, left right. in the second quarter, yeah. you lost interest. Unless you had fantasy implications, that's the only reason you're probably watching. Yeah. It, it, fantasy it, implications only. I mean, it was completely off of both TVs for me by the second half. It was, it was like, yeah. this is nonsensical. Uh, and it, You know what I opted for afterwards? What's that? Wisconsin-Texas women's volleyball. Wow. That's what I was watching. Tennessee, Wisconsin. It's the Final Four National Championships. Oh, is that right? Women's volleyball. Texas beat Wisconsin, so uh, they're on their way to the finals. They're on their way to the yeah. final. Okay. So, I mean, it takes a lot for me not to want to watch a football game. Yeah. But when it's a debacle, the way that game was a debacle. A debacle. That's fine. Okay, you guys are giving up. I'm out of here, too. The whole season right. has been a debacle for the Chargers, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. In the worst, um, kept, no, I shouldn't say worst kept secret, but in the, the least surprising news maybe ever in the history of mankind, Brandon Staley has been fired today. Well, yeah, and that's it, the type, type. You never get to recover from that performance. The if least surprising news if, if it's, ever. Right. If it's your first year, maybe you get a chance to recover. Yeah. 70 to 20 for the Denver Broncos. Uh, they went 0-3 at that point. Uh, the Denver Bron- Broncos have righted the ship, and right. Sean Payton has righted the ship. Brendan Staley now in his, what, third year, fourth year? Brandon, too. Yeah, I said Brandon. You said Brandon. Oh, I didn't. I go, I'm shocked. Staley, either way, doesn't get a chance to right no, the ship. No, he does siree. not. No yeah. he, uh, He's gone again. That is, And the GM's gone, too. And Tom Telesco is out as yeah. well, yes. Uh, they are cleaning house as they are not happy. So another suitor presents itself to Jim Harbaugh, Yurko. Well, and he's, uh, he coached at San Diego, right? And when I talk about that, the University of San Diego. Yes, he did. Yeah. The Aztecs. So he's familiar. He knows what it's like out there. Well, well this team's not in San Diego anymore, there, but it's close. I forgot. It's close. Yeah, L.A. But, you know, I yeah, still love close. San Diego. I well, still you can't the get Chargers. that out of your head. Okay, Commanders. I mean, you know, you got your own bugaboo. No, my, my Cleveland Indians. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, Cleveland, the Guardians. I'm really bad. Guardians. With, I'm really bad. Come baseball Cleveland. season, you're going to be apologizing all day long. It is. It's terrible. Yeah, I can't get San Diego out you of my mind. You can't get I'm San sorry. Diego out Powder of your head. Powder blue. Powder blue. It's just yeah. Dan Fouts, Charlie Joyner, yeah, John Jefferson, Kellen Winslow. You remember all the great names that were out there. It's hard for me to get rid of that. Uh, you know, the NFL vagabonds that they are. Sure. With the Raiders, at least the Raiders have moved so much. 
So it's kind of easier with the Raiders. Yeah. Because, you know, you've gone Oakland, you've gone L.A., Oakland, L.A., now it's Vegas. Right. So at least that's a little bit easier. All right, so Raiders, Panthers, Chargers. Am I missing anybody that's fired a coach so far? Raiders, Panthers, Chargers. Raiders, Panthers, Chargers. I think that's it, right, for now? I, I I'm think, not missing I, anybody, am I? I don't think you Off are. Off the top of my head, I was just trying to think of it real That's quick three here. out of ten. You want Eberflus gone. Um, yeah, you do. Don't worry. I would make a change. Yeah, you're, you're ready to make a change. I would make a change. I, I still want the quarterback to play the best he can down the stretch. Oh, I love the idea of that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's got nothing to do with my thoughts on Eberflus. Right. I agree with that. So three coaches already with... A few weeks left in the regular season, and then many more to come on what uh, they not so affectionately call Black Monday. Yeah, that's January eighth. I, I, I don't. Yeah, it's January eighth this year. No. I don't know if the Bears will be in there or not. I don't know. Let's see these next couple of weeks. So if they win this weekend and they continue to build some momentum, they've got two extremely winnable games after that, and I mean extremely yeah. winnable games after that. And you at that point be talking about a team that, believe it or not, will be back at. 500. They'd be 8-8 eight and eight if they could find a way to win at Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they'd be trending that way. Like I get you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they if, still have to beat Arizona and Atlanta. And Atlanta. I, you're I, right. I get you. you. Like, you'd be... Now, you'd also be on your longest winning streak in like four years or something, whatever it is. On a five-game streak at that point. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Look, Dave, this is the first time they've won back-to-back, for crying out loud. So, it still kind of seems unlikely, I, I guess, but... How many, Anything's possible. Yeah, and, but, and how many injuries does Cleveland have? A lot. Grant I mean, Delpit's out for the year. They're they're racked up with injuries. Both their starting tackles are out. Miles Garrett, I don't think he's had a sack in three games, right? He's playing with uh, one shoulder. Right. And it's shown. I mean, he was the yeah. defensive uh, he was the defensive player of the year front runner uh, by a mile, you know, a little while ago. But now he's playing banged up. Uh, Denzel Ward he, he was limited this week, so we'll see how that goes as they try to get Denzel Ward back on the field. But that's a defense that is very beat up right now, Yerk. Yeah. And so with their fourth quarterback, can the Bears go in there and win? Of course they can. If Justin takes care of the football the way this defense is played, yes, the Bears could go well, into Cleveland as a three-point underdog and pull an upset. If they play their version of Bears complimentary football, which is what they do now. You know, you're back to this team running the ball. You're back to this team wanting to control the clock. You're back to this team trying to force turnovers and not turn the ball over, trying to convert on key third downs in uh, unorthodox ways, in uncharacteristic ways, uh, in ways that come from dropping back and not being able to find a receiver, then all of a sudden your quarterback takes off because of his uh, because uh, how athletic he is to get to where you need to be. But as long as you keep getting first downs and you keep putting points on the board, I can't complain about it. Winning football looks different everywhere. Now, yeah. winning football... Looks different. Championship football is different than what the Bears are doing. Yeah, it's a little bit different than what the Bears are doing. But if you can play winning football, it puts you in line somehow to maybe win a championship. I mean, it's that pretty. I don't know, man. I think you're We've right. We've seen it done I, different I, I, ways. Yeah. We've seen it done but, different but, ways. But, but you mean with like a, just a total outlier defense, though? The Bears aren't that good defensively, Not are yet, they? no. No, they're not that good yet, no. Uh, but, but like I said, you can still play winning football and it not be championship football. Ah, that's a great way to play. Only one team wins the championship every year, Carm. That's right. Tw- uh, 31 teams go home disappointed. And in the playoffs, one team wins and 13 teams go home disappointed. disappointed. 13 teams are not happy. Take a look at what happened this year in baseball. 
Yes. You know, teams that thought they were going to be able to make it all the way to the World Series never even got there. Think about all the 100-win teams. Yeah, they didn't just, even sniff it. Poof. They didn't sniff anything this year. So, if you can play winning football, you get a chance to get into the playoffs. And then you get to compete for a championship. They do it the way they do it. They control the clock. They play good defense. They try to get turnovers, key third down conversions. Hopefully you put the ball in the end zone and you're not kicking field goals. Yeah, that, That's a winning formula. It's not a sexy formula, but it's a winning formula. And yeah. the Bears are doing it right now. And it comes under the guise of what Eberflus calls complimentary football. It's, uh, it's what we've always been accustomed to with this team. You yeah. really only win when they, they play it this way. Right. I'd love to see a great offense one of these years. And, and we've seen, you know, a couple of pops here and there, a couple of seasons in our lifetime where you could say, wow, that's an explosive elite-level offense. But that doesn't really happen often. It's not what we're used to. This does seem to be usually their best path, their best path, excuse me, uh, to success. Bears and Browns in Week 15. Yurko's going to give you the keys a little bit later on down to the fourth-string quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, and it's old man Flacco. The Browns quarterbacks this season have the lowest combined quarterback rating in the NFL, 69.1. Uh, the next worst team is at about 73 as a collective unit. And where's so, Chicago at? Uh, the Bears, I can find yeah. it for you in a minute. Yeah, not a problem. But I'd, I'd, I'd want to find out where the Bears quarterback. I mean, you're talking both Bajent and you're and talking Fields. Justin Fields. And yes. one snap, I think, for Peterman, right? Didn't yeah, he, uh, Nate Peterman. Did Nate Peterman take one snap for the Peterman. Game? Yeah, I think he took one snap. You know, how many, you know how many different starting quarterbacks after last night have started in the end? 209 games in the NFL so far this year. After last night, Easton Stick made a start. You know how many starting quarterbacks? I'll say, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to say 96. Not that many. 55. 55 to me, that's a 55 lot. different starting quarterbacks. 73 quarterbacks have taken at least one snap this year. 73. Three Maybe that's what I was different thinking. quarterbacks yeah. have taken a snap in 209 games this year. It's a lot of quarterbacks. It's absurd. A lot of quarterbacks. And, uh, Which means you got to have a backup. Oh, my God. you got it. You know, things aren't uh, rosy for uh, Jalen Hurts out there in Philadelphia. No, they're not. They're not happy with him. You see him, they had him working on a drill where he falls and he doesn't no, fumble. Kinda, yeah. Kind of like a. Yeah, they got him working on up? a drill. Okay, fall down on the ground and don't fumble. Really? Yeah. They should work on that with Justin, too. Not for nothing. <laughs> but, uh, well, he doesn't drop the ball. Usually it's driven out of his usually hand. It's usually it's driven out of his hand. But that's, that's called for protection, too, then. Ball security. Ball and he security. is getting down faster than he, um, than he has in a lot of different places. But um, Justin doesn't get any calls. He's like Cam Newton. He doesn't get any Why calls. Why do you think that is? I don't he's know. he's so big and strong? No, it's he... the first one. He went down. Dan Johnson lowers the boom on him. You may not want to do it. You may try to hold up a little bit. doesn't matter. Yeah. You're not supposed to touch him, and you touched him. The one where he popped up, the guy was trying to go over the top. That's really nothing. But the other one was uh, 34 on their team, the long-haired, freaky person. Yeah. Anzalone. Anzalone, yeah. yeah. He did it again, you know, in the uh, second quarter. Yeah. He went and gave him a pop. It's like, what are you looking at? You look at the officials and go, what, what, what? He slid. He's not to be touched. I don't get and it. And yet these guys are lowering a shoulder into him, and it just doesn't make any sense I don't know. Like, and you're right about Cam. Like, he never really got the. Never. Never got it. because they're so big and strong and you fast? You breathed on Tom Brady, and you got a penalty. Oh, my you God. You breathed on Brady. 
Or Mahomes at this yeah. point for the most or part. Or Brady would just look at the official, you know, with scorn, and then they'd throw the flag and say, yeah. Tom's upset. Tom's upset. 15-yard penalty because Tom's upset. Don't upset Tom. Yeah. You asked where the Bears were. They're 21st, you're going quarterback rating, 84.5 as a group. Well, that's a little bit better as, yeah. a, so as, as a twosome. Yeah. A little bit better. Yeah, you could, you could find a way to win that way. But like I said, I think the combination of the defense stepping up and third down conversions for the Bears is kind of what's propelled them a little bit here in three of the last four weeks. And I think they are, right? They're 3-1 and one in their last four? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Is, I believe uh, they're 3-1 and one in their last four, if I'm is, not mistaken. Uh, that is 100% correct. They've yeah. won three of their last four games, yes. Which is what you have to do. I mean, eventually you've got to start putting some victories together. And here we well, are. They're, fi- they're 500 in their last eight, right? Yeah. Five and four in their last nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, there did you go. know that after no. the four losses? There you go. Five and four in the last nine. Yeah, actually, you got to like that. They're playing winning football. Card. Game above. Yeah. That's to call them that, winning football. Over nine weeks. And then you got an Arizona team that's hapless. Yeah, that's they're try-hard. Well, they, they try. They're try-hard. I'll at least give them that. They're try-hard team. Good for you, though. Yeah, it's like, good you for know. you. I'm not worried about it. In, that, in Chicago. In Chicago. In Atlanta, Atlanta, in Chicago. That Atlanta team's a disaster. And John Ritter, who's their quarterback? Desmond Ritter. Not, Desmond, definitely not, not John. John. Okay, not John Ritter. Desmond Ritter, right? Now, they got some weapons on that team, but they can't get the ball to the guys that Drake London. You got Kyle Pitts. They, they, they can't they get the football to the guys that are weapons anyway. Speaking of John Ritter and old 80s uh, great comedies, uh, you see our guy with his No Ma'am shirt from uh, Al Bundy and uh, Mary with oh, Children? Yeah. He walked in. I said, is that an Al Bundy No Ma'am shirt? He's like, oh, you better believe it is. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That one came out of the mothballs. That, that, that made me laugh. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was like four deep there in the T-shirt department. That's pretty good. I've never seen that. All right, uh, we've got Bears tickets to give away, so come by and see us. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield with Miller Lite. It's a football feast. We'll take your phone calls on the Bears today. How are you feeling about this weekend? Are you feeling as frisky as some? I know Sylvie's frisky right now. I know Yurko's frisky. You think the Bears are making a playoff push? Do you really believe that? 312-332-3776 as we get you set for Week 15. In the NFL, we'll talk about a few other things. Some of the hot news items of the day. Bulls win. I want to talk about Kobe White a little bit later with you. We're giving away Bears tickets. Uh, Come by and see us. Yeah, the the Heat. heat. Kobe's playing really well lately. Uh, It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Today's live broadcast of the Carmen and Yurko Show is brought to you by the letter F. It's Friday. We're having fun. We're super excited about Football. Very good, class. And let's not forget food. Yummy. Put it all together now. It's It's a Friday Friday football football feast. Brought to you by Miller Lite and Buffalo Wild Wings on ESPN Chicago. So what's what's more likely to happen here this weekend? Like, Justin goes back to Cleveland and there's like shell shock. And he struggles, or he goes back to Cleveland, and he's like, I'm so much better than I was two years ago, and they totally hung me out to dry that day with a piss-poor effort by the coaching staff. I'm going to go show them a thing or two. I'm going to go light up the Cleveland Browns. What's more likely? I think what's more likely is that he realizes he's playing for his NFL career Mm. and that he needs to keep putting positive performance after positive performance after positive performance out there. So I think that's what you're going to see. Okay. I think you're going to see a positive performance out of your quarterback. Uh, probably a little bit has to do with the motivation that they, you know, 
they beat the living crap out of them before. Yes. I think the offensive line is better equipped. I think so, too. Yeah, to, to take that pass rush on. So um, I, I see this one being a positive game for the quarterback. I like something that Todd Furman told us yesterday, too. Just from a specific game prop standpoint about this one, you know, when you think about the way the matchup could line up for Justin, considering the type of defense that they're going against, look, it, it's no secret what Jim Schwartz is going to do. Rush four, play a lot of man behind it. That's Jim Schwartz. Some wide nine, rush four, a lot of man behind it. There's nothing too crazy and exotic. A lot of times you get these defenses that play a lot of man, and it does open up huge pockets of the field if Justin doesn't see something he likes to take off and run, doesn't so, it, Yurk? Yeah, did they play a two-man where they're playing man underneath and they've got two over the top? You Usually. That's yes. right. Yeah, that's what they play. So they play a two-man. Two guys over the top playing half fields. Everybody else playing, playing man, man and taking under, it yeah. across the field if that's where it's And usually play. four rushers. He just they yeah. blitz a lot. That's usually yeah. what it is. But it does kind of, doesn't it sort of lend itself to big voids in the field being open, like especially in the intermediate areas sometimes for a quarterback to kind of tuck it and run and get big chunks that way? Uh, it can, and that's got to be the recognition then seeing like those guys turn and run with your receivers. Right. Then yes. Then yeah, that right? That gives you an opportunity. But you know they'll have a spy near mm-hmm. the line of scrimmage. There's going to be a spy there. You almost have and to adjust it. two man, they'll take the still keep a guy. spy? Yeah, if they're dropping seven. They're only going to blitz four. They, usually, they only that, sent four. That fifth guy is going to be sitting really near the line of scrimmage. And when it starts to break down, I have a feeling he's got the ability to go. So that's what you're going to find. That's how you combat that when you're well, playing. Well, I, I yeah. mean, if any time we played a quarterback that can run, we always yeah. got a spy on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the one guy was Barry Sanders that we used to play as a running back that we'd have a, I can't say what the call was with a T, but it was either an eyes or, say, a tots call. Yeah, I got okay? you. Yeah. So it was either tots or eyes. If it was eyes, the defensive ends wouldn't go crazy with the rush, and they'd play it like if Barry got the draw. If it was the tots call, then the tackles wouldn't go crazy. Mm. They'd two-gap things and clear the run to make sure Barry Sanders wasn't getting a run or a screen because hmm. they used to run this little screen play that was just deadly. Deadly. Yeah. So... But when we play Randall, you'd always have, you'd always have a spot. There'd always be uh, a makes guy sense. Yeah. making sure Randall wasn't going to go haywire on you. Makes sense. And that's what they'll do for Fields, because he is a dynamic runner. Uh, he sure is. They'll have a guy right there at the line of scrimmage. Well, he'll come up. He'll walk it up as they drop back. He'll walk it up. Try not to get trapped. See what happens sometimes is you get too much, too close, too far. And you end up getting walled off. And even though you're not blocked, you're walled off because of the bodies that are there. Mm. But, again, I think this sets up well. All the injuries, all the problems, everything that they have. I think injuries. this sets up well for the Chicago Bears. Bears are the healthier team right now. Yeah. Cleveland's been really good at home. Six and one straight up and against the spread, York. Defense has been statistically better home versus road. That's probably somewhat normal. What's that environment like? I know you weren't there long and they had just gotten back. And they've been so bad. I mean, like so bad. I think there was a stat that Stefanski will be the first coach since Schottenheimer was there. Now you're going back to the old Browns yeah. in like the eighties. Yes. Um let, let me let me see real quick. I'm gonna double check. You're going check to the Bernie stat. Kosar Browns. You, that like that's right. Right, Bernie um, Kosar Browns. Um let me see this. I'm gonna let you check the stat, but I well, I, I, they, I get they, it. They, it's they, several like back to back winning. Well, I think it's multiple crazy. ten or more win seasons. Yeah. If they get to 10 and they're 8-5, and five, 
he'll be the first Browns coach in Schottenheimer, like in the, was there in the 80s, right. that they've had a, a one singular coach, you know, pop multiple. In Belichick, 10 wins. right. When he Bel- did it once. He did it once. He was 12-4 one year. I remember playing those guys. Then I remember playing them uh, in, in Cleveland when they announced they were going to move. They blacked out all the signage, mm-hmm. and the fans didn't come in until after the first quarter. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, well, and I was going to ask, so I know as bad as they've been, but what is, uh, like, it, is the home field crowd good there? Is yeah, there it's great. They're a fan? passionate fan base out yeah. in Cleveland. They're phenomenal. Even with all the crap they've oh, had to endure? Yeah, they don't care. They're fan. When that, that yeah. team came back and they built that new stadium, yeah. you know, and they still recognize the dog pound and all those yeah. guys that were in there. Yeah, their fan base is, is spirited. I mean, Cleveland's like Chicago. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. Steel town. And the good or bad, they're supporting right. them. Yeah. Good or bad, they want them to win. Yeah, ugliest colors in the NFL, but you know what? And that stupid elf in midfield. I don't even know what the elf is about. I was there, and they had it there, and they said, yeah, that's one of our what's that. Okay, whatever. Doesn't make a difference to me. I was at the Cleveland Bears game that the Bears lost. Which one? Oh, boy, this had to be 2004 or 2008. Peanut Tillman uh, got beat in a corner for a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Me and all the guys went out there. Yeah. Oh, boy, I tell you. I'm trying to think of exactly when it was, but it was 04, you know, or 08, depending upon you go back on the years to find out exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know. You go back on those yeah. years. Count backwards. And, yeah. uh, count back. Back then it used to be just three divisions, so you'd play them every three years, and then it became every four years you'd end up playing them. So, But, no, it was a peanut Tillman. The Bears lost, and we ended up coming home in shame. Yeah, you lose in Cleveland, you feel like yeah. you're losing shame. You no, know? it was Kyle Orton at quarterback that game. So it was Orton at quarterback that game. So it was like 05? Yeah, somewhere similar. Right? Yeah, somewhere similar there. We went there. The Bears controlled the game. They were dominating the game. They threw two fades left and beat the Chicago Bears. Mm. And there was a fumble. The Bears fumbled on a play. They got the ball in the short field. Next play went into the end zone for a touchdown. Total in this game, only 38.5. One of a, a few games this weekend. With a, a total that low, the total last night was below 40. This is crazy to me. You know, maybe it's got something to do with all the different starting quarterbacks that we talked about that have played all the different quarterbacks this year that have taken a snap. There have already been 91 games this season, York, with a total below 40. 91 games. In 18 weeks last year, there were 82 such games. In 2021, there were 20. Yeah games there are not we're gonna get to 100 games this year with a total under 40 it's like the late 90s early aughts all of a sudden with low scoring football we got the lowest touchdowns i think we've had since 2010 at this point if i'm not mistaken a lot of clutching and grabbing going on in the defensive Mm. backfield i'm telling you that's what i see that seems to be the biggest all the time you're not supposed to have contact after five yards and the, the the guys have been conditioned the referees have now been conditioned they grab them, they clutch them, they grab their arms, they're on the back of the jersey, and they don't throw flags anymore. Hmm. And I understand you don't want a game to be over-officiated, but it's being coached that way. And the way it's coached is dare them to call the penalty. Dare them to call the penalty. Because they won't call you for 70. So you, what you do is you kind of recalibrate what is contact past five yards. Right. And that's supposed to be touched past five yards. I wonder if it'll be a Clutching, big point of grabbing. emphasis because of the decline in offense and the decline in touchdowns scored that we're seeing this year if the league tries to call the rules the way they were meant. Shift that back. No contact after five yards. Call the rule. Right. Call like, it. You know what the rule is. Why are you not calling it? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, it, and I don't know that there's that, like this season's been any less enjoyable. Maybe, maybe we've had. I don't know. I is mean, there a lot, is, is there more mediocrity? I mean, that's may, what maybe talked about, but maybe I've always seen missed tackles. I've always I seen know. drop balls. I've always seen missed assignments. That not, anything that's happening now, I've seen forever. And, and I think defense, like this league, you always say it, right? Like, you really. You really do get scouted in this league, and, like, teams figure things out. I think defenses have gotten a little bit more sophisticated in, in how to stop these prolific passing attacks. Maybe that's got something to do with it. What you're talking about, the rules maybe not being enforced properly, all the quarterback injuries and all the substandard quarterback play we've seen because of that. It's all led to scoring that's way down, uh, like uh, anything we've seen here in the last six or seven years. And uh, all these low totals, again, it was we were getting to a point where it was rare to see too many games pop with a total below 40. Now, in Week 15, uh, with only one game played in Week 15, we've already seen 91 such games. And again, when you contrast that, compare and contrast that to just two seasons ago, 2021, there were only 20 games all season that had a total that low in the NFL, and now we're at 91, and we're going to get to 100. You're going to be five times that number here by the time it's all said and done in just two seasons, and I think that's crazy. 312-332-3776 if you want to ring us up. We're talking Bears. Week 15 in the NFL, you can win Bears tickets. Come by and see us. We're with Miller Lite. It's a football feast at Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield. We'll be right back. The Friday Football Feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko Show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield. Brought to us by Miller Lite. Oh, yeah, we're digging on the uh, chicken nachos. We tell you all the time, the chicken nachos that beat up, whew, they're stupid good, right? Everything's good. Yep. Miller Lite's cold, food's good. We got bear tickets to give away. Come see us. Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield. And... Um, one of the finalists for the Waddle and Sylvie parody song contest just stopped by to say hi because he's a Plainfield guy. He's going to take the kids up to um, Ro- above City Rosemont in a little bit. Yep. yep. He's got the cap entry, and he's the one who did the, the realtor, the Carmen Grace right. and the realtor. Yeah. Fantastic. And he's got the cap song in the final five. And then Tom uh, came by and dropped us off a note. I'm glad he reminded me of this. North Central College right here in uh, downtown Naperville. Right. Um, playing... Tonight on ESPN for the Division Three National Championship. And I'm blanking on his name right now. Somebody's going to know in the chat or right a away. W- a wide receiver? There's a wide receiver that's getting looked at by the NFL. I mean, he's NFL scouts are at every one of North Central's games. Right. I can't remember his name. He's got a name. He I watched the game the other day. They ran the ball a lot. Did you? Yeah. Uh, let me they see. had a game on the semifinals whenever they played that semifinal game. Probably last week if I had to guess. And it was cold. It was cold. D'Angelo Hardy, I believe, is uh, who I was thinking of. Yeah, that's him. D'Angelo Hardy. I mean, he's being scouted by the NFL at pretty much all of their games. Um, what do we got? A little height on him? What do we have? Um, I don't think he's... What kind of speed do we have I on this guy? I think he's really fast. I think he can is he, fly. Is he Skeets Nehemiah? I don't know if he's Skeets Nehemiah, but I mean... I don't know. I'll have to look. We can get some measurables on him. He's in the 80s. I mean, if you're going to go, you're looking at numbers 1 through 5. If you're going to find him, you got to go to the 80s if he's a wide receiver. 
Uh, Plus, they got about to... they got about a thousand guys on that team. Well, of course, it's, 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 it's sure. Why not? What's his name? Uh, Hardy, D'Angelo Hardy. I don't know. We'll look for it later. I'll six two one eighty. There you go. Six Thank two one eighty, and I think he could really fly. But uh, that's always cool when uh, Division three kids attracting attention from NFL teams. And good luck to North Central College tonight as they play for the D three national championship. I, I wanted to play a game with you, Yurko. Can I play a game with you? Love it. What, what are we doing? I want to. I, I'm putting you on the spot, though. By the way, okay. Uh, it, it's not really a game, but it's. I'm going to uh, start rattling off. I'm ready. MVP candidates, and I want you to tell me why this player is the MVP. Right. I don't want you arguing against them. I want you to make the argument for I'll every one the, of them. I'll make the case. Okay, Dak Prescott, the favorite, uh, playing some of the best football that he's played uh, in a long time. Uh, with the addition of Brandon Cooks, it looks like this offense is clicking on all cylinders. And it's with the play of Dak Prescott that this is happening. Um, usually in years past, he's been the guy that's kind of helped screw it up. This year, he's not screwing it up. They've been amazing at home. You yeah. want a cool stat on the Cowboys in the offense right now? Yeah. Let me Now, ask. I get it. You look at the wins they've got, the teams they've played, the opponents, the strength of opponent. It's not great. But the Cowboys are the first team. I'll even I'll, I'll ask you guys this trivia question. The Cowboys are the first team since who to score 17 plus points in the first half of seven consecutive games. Uh, the 94 San Francisco 49ers. That's not a bad guess. It has happened more recently. It's only happened four times in NFL history. Let's go. The New England Patriots. Ding ding. You're yeah, good. Like 500 plus points. 2007. Yeah. They're the first team since the 07 record-setting Patriots to score 17 plus first half points in seven consecutive games. Yeah. So they're rocking and rolling right now. Brock Purdy. Uh, Brock Purdy, except for a three-game stretch, he's played some of the best football, and he's had a five-game stretch where he looks exceptional. Um, Brock Purdy is the answer for the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan saw it. He recognized the talent, and they basically have jettisoned every quarterback there that they have. Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and they said, listen, we got him at the, the, in, the, in the final pick of the draft, and he's come in, and he's been exactly what we've been looking for at the quarterback position, uh, especially understanding what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. He's putting the numbers up, uh, playing on a very dangerous football team, one of the finest in the NFC. I'll give you another stat is your, to you know, back up what you're right. saying. Here's another stat you'll like. We're going to the Wayback Machine. Through the same number of games, Brock Purdy's explosive play rate is the same as Kurt Warner in the 99 Rams. Yeah, the greatest show on turf. And, the greatest, and right? this offense sometimes reminds you of that, doesn't it? Yeah. Just explosive chunks everywhere, whether it's run after catch stuff or big plays downfield from guys getting schemed open. Right, uh, An extremely Lamb. accurate quarterback. Yep. So, uh, oh, all... C.D. Lamb's Dallas. No, Debo, Debo Samuel. Debo right. Samuel, yeah. yeah. All right, next, uh, and I'm doing this in order of odds right now, Lamar Jackson. Uh, not having the type of dynamic year that he had in years past. Um, but but how he's you playing argue? on a pretty good AFC squad, and he's the crystal clear leader uh, of that team. Um, he'll attack you both in the air and in the run. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's my point. It's getting harder, isn't it? Yeah, I can't, I can't make a case for him. Not this year. Josh Allen at 14-1. to 1. Josh Allen's had too many ups and downs. So you um, can't do it. No, too many ups and downs. I, I, I mean, too I can't. Too many turnovers. Too many turnovers. Uh, and then Buffalo. Listen, I think Buffalo's hot and very dangerous now. 
Because they're know. playing must-win football, Carmen. They are. That's what. Play, where do they go this week? Are they at they're home, at home against, against Dallas? Yeah. I got Buffalo as a live dog this week. Buffalo's, no, no. Dog. Buffalo's at home. They're the favorite. They are. They're laying two. How are they laying two against Dallas? They're laying two. That's my point. That's my point. My, I had him as a live dog. Now you're telling me they're a favorite. They I think everybody favorite. believes at home. They're a favorite. Dallas going, and then Dallas just came off a big game, right? They both did, yes. Boy, but I'll tell you, Buffalo kind of limped to that finish. If you look at the second halves of all the games in Week 14, yeah. Buffalo, Buffalo's offense had the fifth worst success rate of the week in the second half. They kicked two field goals in Arrowhead in the second half. Their other three drives, all punts, resulted in a grand total of negative seven net yards of offense. Negative seven. So I know they got a big win, but, man, it feels like they kind of limped to the finish well, line last as week. As long as you end up winning, you correct the mistakes on Monday and you move forward. I just think they're the more desperate team. There's no way in hell. True. There's no way in hell I thought they'd be the favorite. They're the favorite. You're the gambler of the group, so you look at the lines all the time. Yeah. I'm not the gambler of the group. And they've actually all taken right. a little money. They were, it was one and a half for a little while. I'll give you the latest right now, too. You know, the latest you're, number Yurko has. Dallas is, is 10 and 3. Uh, it's out to two and a half. I mean, Buffalo keeps taking money. So people are thinking the way you're thinking. Yeah. Dallas is 10 and 3, yes. Yeah, 10 and 3. They're tied with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I just think they've played exceptional football. At some point, you just have a letdown game. I think this could be a letdown game for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I'm but be- it's, I can't make a case for Josh Allen to be the MVP. But I think they're a very desperate team. They're out of the playoffs right now, Buffalo is. I think Buffalo is going to find a way to win some games here. And that's kind of why I wanted to do the exercise. Like, when we got who's to the, the net, was, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, when we got to the third player, Yurko was like, yeah. boy, I don't know. And then when I got to the fourth player in the odds, Yurko was like, I can't right. make that yeah. argument. No. Next up is Jalen Hurts, who's also at about 14, 15 to 1. Jalen Hurts is having a disappointing season. Uh, even uh, even though they're 10 and 3, they're not necessarily happy with his play in Philadelphia. No, it hasn't been pretty. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's not having a year that's impressive. Not like last year. I think he's hurt, but. And I think they're a team that is, they're a team that's of such quality and they know they're good that it's like they're waiting to turn it up. It's like they're keeping things in reserve and they're going to wait to turn things up. And when you lose two games in a row, I think it's time to turn things up. So that's where they found him. But Jalen Hurts, no, not this year. Not compared to the first two quarterbacks. No. And comparatively speaking, you've got to look at it and say, okay, who's playing the best? And when you mention two quarterbacks, then you mention the rest. I'm sorry, they'd fail. Yeah. Sixth six choice at 20 to 1 is the first non quarterback, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it's just they, if, if Cooper Cup didn't win it, when Cooper Cup had a vote. chance, didn't get one vote, there's no way a wide receiver wins the MVP. I, and I can't make a case for him, and I'm not going to try. I don't see a scenario p- potentially ever again yeah. where anybody but a quarterback wins the award. A wide receiver's never won it. Uh, a running back hasn't won it since uh, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Peterson in 2012. The, think about some of the Derrick Henry years or the McCaffrey year a few years ago yeah. in Carolina or the Cooper Cup year. Those guys didn't get a singular not one vote. vote. Not, not one, vote. one vote. Which brings you to the final name on your list. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and he's not having the season he had when he had that no. great year in Carolina. I mean, it's tremendous, he had, but... He had 23-some hundred, you yeah, know, 2300 
yards, all-purpose yes, yards. Correct. Rushing and receiving. Correct. He also uh, had 20-plus touchdowns. Yes. Yeah, and it's good. But, again, not good enough. Well, and It's, no. it's going to be Dak or Brock, and that's why they're plus 150 and That's exactly right. Yeah. And nothing against McCaffrey. I, I like mean, McCaffrey. I do, too. The most important offensive player on that team is... Debo Samuel and the left tackle and the, yeah and Trent Williams because when those two guys were missing yeah they were they and, and Brock Purdy didn't look like an MVP either when that left tackle wasn't there Brock Purdy was under the gun and now that Debo looks yeah. healthy like that that he's the most dynamic guy I promise you he keeps defensive coordinators up at night more than yeah. Christian McCaffrey ever will right and you know uh, for some defenses Kittle might cause problems yeah yeah for some defenses the, the stat Kittle. is still great. When Purdy, Debo, and McCaffrey are on the field together and they finish, they are now 17-0. and 0. That team is unbeaten when those three play. And i got to be honest, who the hell knows when it comes to playoff time and how healthy everybody is? Don't know. We'll see. Well, but I don't. if they're healthy, I don't see anybody beating San Francisco. I had San Francisco and Dallas in my NFC Championship. I, you're looking, I, I think they, that's what the way it's going to be. The throwback, baby. And then you got to see where everything kind of where the dust settles and who gets slotted against who. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we take some calls or let's take a quick break and then we can jump out and grab some phone calls. 312-332-3776 is the number. Yeah, we got a few calls. So sit tight, guys. We'll start taking some of your calls. Talk football with us. Don't forget, uh, an hour from now, we've got our, our great giveaway, which we just started last week. Right, the, the countdown of the Derby, Yurko, for, uh, it was 150 days last week. But every Friday from now until the Derby, we're giving away a $150 gift card, and you'll be entered for the chance to win the trip with us back down to Woodford Reserve next uh, late spring, early summer. We're going to do that trip again. It's going to be fantastic. So you've got to be listening for the call to the post every Friday, again, from now through uh, right up until the Derby. The first Friday in May. Yeah, you've got to listen to us and uh, listen uh, for that call to the post Every Friday at 150. 312-332-3776. If you want to weigh in on anything we've discussed, it's Carmen and York live at B-Dubs with Miller Lite in Plainfield. Come by and see us. You could score Bears tickets on ESPN 1000. The Friday football feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko Show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield. Brought to us by Miller Lite. Live at Buffalo Wild Wings. We had a poor Kansas City fan well, telling we us his trials and travails of being a, a, a Royal fan. Well, and, 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 Welcome to the White Sox fandom. I, I think that's what he was bracing me. Yeah. I said, yeah, I know. I, it's, I don't have much. I don't have any hope. I don't know. What was it? 85 the Royals went there against the St. Louis Cardinals? 85. And then they went all the way to tw- I don't think they made the playoffs again until... Right. They went in 13, and they went to the... Oh, no, they went to the World Series in 14, and then they won it in 15, right? I think so. They lost. They lost to the Giants in 14. And then they won. And then they won the next year in 15. So they went from 85 to 4. And those are the only two playoff appearances they've had, but at least they popped back-to-back World Series seasons. That was a mini dynasty for Kansas City right there. It was. They had that incredible back end of the bullpen and all those young guys that they... Because you suck for so long, and they fired on a few. Remember, like, Alex Gordon turned out to be a really good player. Right. Eric Hosmer for a little while was really sure. good. Salvi, obviously. Uh, but and that pitching staff, the back end of that pitching staff was so dominant and dynamic. 
I don't know. Anyway. You got a couple names for me? Pat Hankton? No. No, no, no. Not in the more recent one. That, okay. That's you're going way back. Yeah. I'm talking about the 14-15, the that little mini dynasty. I remember. That crew, those Fr- young guys came up and they Frisco popped. Frisco had won its third championship, 10-12-14. Right. And the next, and year, the Kansas next year, Kansas City, City came City back and won. That's absolutely right. And yeah. who'd they beat? They beat, um, that's a good question. The they, Dodgers? No, they didn't beat the Dodgers. Did they beat, um, damn, who did they beat? Kev, you remember? I can't remember who they beat in 2015. How can we not remember? They beat the the, the Mets with the uh, oh, that's right, Degrom and the uh, the Dark Knight and all those fellows. That's exactly right. The Mets beat the remember the Mets surprised the Cubs. Yeah, and that pitching staff was young and hot. Yes, yes, upcoming. And then they uh, and then the Royals beat the Mets. Syndergaard was on that. Syndergaard, Degrom, absolutely. Where you wonder when, you know, you can never even count on Degrom at this point. Anyway, we don't have to talk too much baseball, but. Um, all right, we're live at Buffalo Wild Wings. We are getting you set for week 15. Let's go get out to the phone calls, and we'll say hi to Charles on the south side. What's going on, Charles? Hey, how's it going? Shalom to you all. It's great, all man. Right. All right. I just wanted to say I think the Bears can make the playoffs. As long as they win out these last four, and I guess a couple of teams lose. So, you know. But um, I just wanted to say I stopped watching football when um, when Atlanta was winning the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and then all of a sudden the Patriots came back. So I went back to watch Justin Fields in 2001. I had to do this. When I was watching him, I was seeing he was he was kind of pretty efficient. You know, it was some games, you know, he's a rookie. He was thrown in and out. But I was seeing him completing passes. He felt comfortable. He looked comfortable. The second year, when they beat San Francisco the first year, all that, he didn't have any as many weapons, right? So now we're starting to see him come along. I think the media on TV, not you all, the media on TV is hating on him because they just want to see him somewhere else or whatever. I don't know, but I believe that the Bears should keep him. But we that 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 money thing, I I, I don't know about that. But I really believe the Bears should keep Justin Fields because Justin right. Fields is dangerous. You hear me? Very yeah. dangerous. And a lot well, of people sure are feeling this. Yeah, dynamic. Thank you, Charles, for the phone call. Yeah, he can be dynamic. My fear still with Justin is I think there's a fundamental flaw in his willingness to throw guys open, throw with anticipation, throw on time, throw into tight windows. I really see a weakness. When you put on the film of Brock Purdy, there, that weakness does not exist. You could put it on a young C.J. Stroud right now, and it's kind of impressive. You can watch Jared Goff get better than probably you're going to ever thought he'd get under Ben Johnson because he does some of those things. If you're not going to throw the ball into tight windows in this league, you are not long. You're just not. You're not any sort of franchise quarterback with an unwillingness to throw guys open and to throw the football into tight windows. And it's still my biggest question about Justin. The Bears have to play a specific way. They have to play with with the lead or at close to the lead, you know? They yeah. can't be down by more than seven. If they get down 14, now how does the comeback take place? The comeback at some point is going to have to take place by you throwing the ball. Yeah. Right? It just can't be by running the ball. No, not, not at that, that point. Because at some point they're going to squeeze you. You've got to be able to throw the ball. So that's why the Bears can win a certain specific way. And as long as you can line that up, that was Tennessee's deal. 
Tennessee yeah, can win a true. certain specific way. Yeah. And Tennessee's pretty damn good. And then when they got behind in a playoff game, guess what happened? It was over. Forget about it. It was done. And it happened a couple playoff games in a row. They got in a big lead. Then they gave up 56 straight points and they lost. Right. The next year they got down a little bit and they needed Tannehill to be the quarterback and Tannehill yeah, couldn't yeah. be the quarterback. That's right. He couldn't lead a comeback. And at that point, running Derrick Henry into the line right. for two or three yards, is just there's nothing to that at that point. Yeah. You're not gaining anything by keep running Derrick Henry into the line. Randy's in Seattle with Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Hey, Randy. Oh, boys. How are we today? Wonderful. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm in the middle of being tortured by Matt, my physical therapist, uh, oh. my bourbon-drinking physical therapist. Nice. So right in the middle of a torture session. So, um... Anyway, you guys always have so much meat on your show that there's too many things to talk about. But, Yerk, I, I have a, a proposal for you, one that you might like. Yeah, let me hear it. We have a, uh, a sandwich bet at eight and a half wins for the Bears. He took the yes. over. Yes. I, going into this weekend, if the Bears finish the season with eight wins, it's a push. <laughs> Seven you lose, eight's a push, nine I, nine, nine I lose. Right. Okay. I'm with you, Randy. That's quite sporting of him. Yes. Randy, that's Christmas quite sporting present, of you. You're, you're in essence, you're letting me off the hook, literally. The hook. Yes, I'm, you're letting the off chair. The chair. Absolutely. We're, we're, moving it, we're, mo- we're moving it down a half a, half a game to eight. Perfect. It's a push. Wonderful. All right, All right, right Randy. It's a, you, it's, a, it's a mensch All move. Right. See you, Randy. Thanks, Randy. He's Talk getting it. worked on by his uh, physical therapist. Yeah. He's the multitasking. All right, so that just made your day a little bit. Of that doesn't hurt. This might get to eight. That doesn't hurt. I might have to send sandwiches anyway, especially since I wasn't here when Randy that came to town. That was so funny. Yeah. Last time it was so funny. All right, come by and see us. We're on Route 59, just south of Hastert in Plainfield. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, drinking Miller Lite, and we're giving away Bears tickets. 312-332-3776. Back in two minutes.